What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IreLoneStar.com. We're hanging out here on this uh, Thanksgiving day. Wow. Yeah, there's some uh, some no rest for the wicked. No, you know what we you know what you know what we give thanks for twenty seven days of the year. <laughs> That's right. We work real hard four times a year. Uh, we give thanks for sports. Okay, that's what we give thanks for. Get your for. Thursday football going. That's right. Get the big game. There's college games. There's pro games. Right now, in about an hour and a half, Buffalo's going to be at Dallas. Okay. Wow. I'm yeah. I'm going to be honest. It's kind of a like for those people like for, da- for people in Dallas, they're like super excited. Me, not so much. Not so much. Uh, well, this evening you can catch Mississippi State. Uh, you can catch Ole Miss at Mississippi State. That's well, SEC football. Well, college college sports, you already know my opinion on those. I'm just a downer today. You know, don't listen to me. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Um, so, you know what we're going to do today, though? We're going to talk a little Colin Kaepernick. It's come. It's it, time. Oh. Did it is time to have the conversation. Is, is he, did, did exactly what happened happen? Um, okay, so before we get into this, you can go ahead and tell everybody about Cox ATA. Let's all do right, this. Let's right. let's do a little business, and then we're going to do business. a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Going to do a lot of work. All right. So <laughs> I was going to do an accent, but it didn't work. Yeah, I don't think you should do it. I no, don't, I don't think so either. Like we talked about off air, Nico. That's not appropriate. Don't. <laughs> it's not appropriate. Okay. HR has sure. talked to you about this before. HR doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> this is a lawless world. He's on vacation. All right. Tell everybody about Cox ATA. <laughs> Cox ATA uh, Martial Arts Leader in ATA Martial Arts with three convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia, and one in the Woodlands. Uh, they have all, uh, all kinds of different courses available. They got Taekwondo, Tai Chi, Self-Defense. If you're three, if you're 93, they have all kinds of different courses available to you. Very flexible. They'll work with you. Uh, say you have a disability or something, they're very, very, very willing to help with you and just work with you. Mention Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. Yeah. You know, the ho- with the holidays here, putting on a little bit of that winter weight, get yeah. it all off with the uh, Cox ATA people. They're uh, wonderful. Without their three convenient locations, go to any one of those. Mention Earth Tech Radio, two free weeks. And they're great guys. We've been working with them for a long time. Thrilled to be a part of the team. Um, go ahead and let them know what they do. Uh, they teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave a legacy. All right, so I wrote about this on my sports map column. Actually, I wrote a special edition column. Column Ooh. for Colin. A column Ooh. for Colin. A Colin column. Uh, a Colin column, yeah. And I said the case for Colin, okay? So he had his tryout last week, I feel like. Time has been just going crazy. Like a week or like a week uh, and a half ago? It was last Wednesday. It was a last Saturday. Yeah, it was last, last Saturday. Last Saturday when no one had any free time and no one could see him. Right, because there were games scheduled Sunday. Like, it was, it was a... It was a BS move that NFL pulled, and NFL knew what it was doing, and they were, and then they gave him a like a, a dummy waiver that wasn't the same as the standard waiver that you sign for tryouts. And they were trying to get him to just sign away all kinds of stuff. So instead, he just ambushed him with a second tryout somewhere else, where he invited only the media, and he just said, "Everyone, come hang out with me, and we'll do this other tryout here." So he just had nothing to do with the NFL's plan there. Um, for a lot of people, they were like, "Oh, well, that just makes the case that he he's not welcome." Okay, he's just not welcome in the NFL. He wasn't welcome to begin with. This right. is a petty move anyway. <laughs> so okay, all right. So let's start with that. Before we get into the, the, what I want to talk about, let's start with that. 
He's already persona non grata. It's been three years. Right. It's, and essentially, if the NFL just waits a little bit longer, it'll be too late. He'll be 30. He's 31 now. Yeah. He'll, he'll be, be 32, 30. 33, five years removed from the league. It's forget about it time at that point. Right. It's already been three years, and it's already close to that point. Just from the standpoint of people don't get second chances that late in the game. Right. All that being said, do you th- – if you're him – are you kind of looking at it from the gambler's perspective? Like you're up, like you—it's all house money. You got nothing to lose. Uh, a little bit, because I mean, it's—it's it's honestly a miracle that he, they like they after they sort everything out. The, like honestly, he even got this. The ma- the main thing that helps him is that the information was public. Yeah, there were all kinds of people who Adam Schefter of ESPN was notoriously like, "I don't, th- I don't. We'll see if this even happens." Like. His would he, I guess, and he didn't say this. I'm, I'm speculating from how he wrote it because he's usually very certain in how he writes things. And as a writer, I pick up on so I'm a, I'm a distinguished reader. Okay, right. he usually, typically, when he's confirming something, he's usually like very definite. He knows very, what like, he's got. This is happening. He's got good sources. He gets good information. He was writing his articles from the standpoint of, and he was writing his little news blurbs from the standpoint of, we'll see. Unlikely talks are. It sounds like. Rumors are coming. To, so, like, nobody wanted to confirm. Everything was very up in the air. I, it, it felt like this wasn't going to happen. And keep in mind, the NFL's already settled the lawsuit with him. Where they Settling that lawsuit, and listen, it's America. Settling a lawsuit is not an admission of guilt. But the typical reason people settle lawsuits if they're not guilty is because they don't want something to drag out forever, blah, blah, blah. The NFL would have loved to have that thing dragged out for 10 years because time is on their side. They are a trillion-dollar industry with an army of lawyers who just get paid to fight things like this. Right. The NFL had no reason to settle because time and money is on their side. The longer this goes and the more expensive it is, the more likely he drops out and the less likely he is to ever have a shot because he's old. So the idea that they settled the the uh, the tampering case, the blackball case... I, f- I, feel like, I feel like they settled it also because he was such a... Huge, like it impact. It was one of the few things that impacted sports ratings in a long time. He had a genuine effect on their bottom line. Yeah, but he brought them to the table because of it. True. He he moved the needle, which is one of those things that the NFL has always the NFL has always been immune to bad press. You beat your wife. You drunk drive. Uh, dog fighting club. You go to prison. You do this. You do that. You might have murdered a guy. Obstruction of justice for this. You drunk drive. Drove two hundred miles an hour. Asked the police. Do you know who you are? All of those things have never once affected the league in a negative way. None of those things have ever hurt the NFL. It is the golden ticket. And Kyle Kaepernick moved the needle so hard for the NFL that they had to do this. Mm -hmm. They had to. And not only did they move the needle so hard that they had to negotiate, that they had to come to the table, that they had to settle the lawsuit, but he moved the needle so hard that somehow he got a workout. And I think the NFL really thought they were going to bury him with this and close the book. Right. I, I genuinely think they're going to be like, we're just going to give it to him at the trash time. He's going to show up, and then we're just never going to hear from him again. Well, because they were not going to let the media in, and that's different. Workouts typically are open. Yeah. Because they weren't going to let the media in, they were going to be able to, to say whatever they wanted to say out of it. Right. They were going to walk out and be like, yeah, he's nowhere near as good. He hasn't kept in shape, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he is not ready for the NFL. Right. But because it was open to the media, they can't do that. They can't say anything negative because the media saw what everyone saw. And in one of the plays, he throws a 60-yard flick of the wrist pass down the field on a, on a great-looking touchdown, and you go, yeah, he can still fling it. So now you don't know, why isn't he playing? Uh, we need room for Mark Sanchez. Right. 
and so that brings me back to what. It, so one of the first things I pointed out in my case for Colin is that there is just a ton of bad quarterbacking in the NFL. A ton of bad quarterbacking in the NFL, which is funny. Like, like I, I understand it's one of the most complex decision making roles on the field. Like, no, no, like, no shade at like people who do their job, but. There's a lot of bad ones. There are. And so I went through and I named nine teams who are in quarterback situations right now where, boy, they wish they had a body who could play. Right. Anything. Boy, they wish they had a guy who had started a Super Bowl. Right. Boy, they wish they had a guy who who, who had set records between rushing and, and, and throwing. Boy, they would love to have that guy. Right. And they'd love to have it because they got nothing. They have. The Carolina Panthers, they don't know if Cam Newton's coming or going. He still doesn't. It's, it's still a mystery foot injury. That meh, mm. if it's a Liz Frank like they that, like the ESPN weeks, speculated, the season's over. Yeah, that's it. It's a done deal. But they didn't put him on IR. I think they just. I think I read that they put him on IR finally last week. And it, you could have done that in eight weeks ago and gone out and signed a guy. Didn't right. though, because you weren't sure. You were hoping. Well, you were wrong. Um, the Lions are now on their third quarterback. Not a real team. None of those players are real. Well, they're not. Um, the Steelers are now on their third quarterback. They pulled Mason Rudolph last week, and now they're going to be starting Delvin Hodge, undrafted undrafted quarterback, whose nickname is Duck. That's not a compliment when you're a quarterback. Duck is a bad pass. His nickname is Duck. Duck Hodges is going to be getting the start for the Pittsburgh Steelers. God. You, this is the same league that has Tom Brady in it. Tom Brady, who had paid Manning forever, who just lost Andrew Luck to injury. I mean, this, they look for these great guys, but they don't take care of these great guys. They look for these great guys. Yeah, Cam Newton's a great player, not, not if he's not if he's banged up and not playable. And always banged up. The last couple of years, it's just more banged up than not. If they finally fix his shoulder and now his foot's messed up, one thing it's another. And and they're gonna be and they're gonna by the time he's gonna be healthy, if if ever, Christian McCaffrey won't be any good because they're they're running him into the ground to to carry the team without without Colin, uh, without Cam Newton. Tampa Bay, they paid James Winston twenty million dollars for this year. He hasn't stopped giving the ball away. He had another four interception game last week or the week before. Four turnovers. Ooh, hasn't job. stopped giving it away. Um, I mean, it's just there. There's teams all over the there's teams all over the league right now who are looking at their quarterback situation, going. What are we doing? The Bengals are still winless. Which is impressive. Even the Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah, the, the Lions have If you're the Bengals and you've got Andy Dalton out there right now, you've got to be wondering what you're spending money on. Right. What is happening? Um, and so the idea that no one needs no one needs these guys. Oh, no, we don't need it. No, 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 no. What we don't need is the controversy. What we don't need is the issue. You, well, know, you, you know what solves those problems and a lot of people don't understand? Playing and winning. Right. Winning. Winning fixes it all. And you know how you know that? So I made two more examples. And I said, okay, there's, there's nine teams in the league who really need quarterbacks. Tennessee doesn't know who they're going to be playing. Jacksonville can't decide what they want to do. Uh, Baltimore or Indianapolis just gave a two-year deal to, uh, to, uh, to Jacoby, whatever his name is, a Brissette. And, uh, I mean, there's all kinds of just teams all around the league who are just going, mm-hmm. uh, Philip Rivers intercepted the season away two weeks ago. He threw four interceptions in a Monday night game that, or a Sunday night game they had to have. Um, but I bet the Chargers would love to have somebody else they could go to. <laughs> uh, okay, Philip, stop throwing interceptions. All right, uh, Colin, get in there and just don't throw an interception. Yeah. Um, 
the bar is so low for some of these teams. Just go out there and stop turning the ball over, and you'll be Washington. Washington had to put Case Keenum in the game to finish the other day because uh, the quarterback was taking selfies with some fans at the end of the game. Awesome. Was taking selfies with some fans, didn't know the offense went back on the field. Case Keenum went out and held out the game. Awesome. By the way, it was their only win. He wasn't on the field for the win. <laughs> at least they won. Uh, three weeks ago, a video surfaced where he was asking, he was begging his offensive line, what do I need to do to help you? And the look on their faces was like, this guy? Seriously, this guy? And everyone got mad at the O-line for laughing. And they're like, yeah, the culture's bad there. Yes, the culture is bad there, and it's bad because Dwayne Haskins is taking selfies with fans during the game. Right. Maybe they were saying this guy because they know what his ethic is like. Maybe when the Washington Redskins were saying he wasn't ready, they didn't mean he wasn't ready football-wise. They meant he was a child. Yeah. Taking selfies during the game. Like, there's just some things where, like, you just you just got to realize where you are. But we're mad that Colin Kaepernick knells. Oh, he knelt during the national anthem, so he can't. He had he had a thing to say, and it like, really hurt our ratings, and I don't like it. That's disrespectful to the troops. But Dwayne Haskins is taking a selfie during the game. That's not disrespectful to the eighty thousand people who paid ninety dollars or more to be in the stadium, right? Is that, I mean, what right. are we ta- what are we talking about? What where's the what is where's the, the line you draw? Where is the, where the is line this? you draw is when the NFL stops making more money off of you? Exactly, and this. And listen, I don't like to be this guy, but this false patriotism, this fake noise that people want to make. The NFL gets paid by the Department of Defense to do those uh, salute the troop little moments where they play the music and they give some guy a house. And that's a great feeling. It's awesome. Everyone stands up and everyone should honor the troops. And if we're really talking about that, then great. But you know what that means? It means a third of the people who turn off their TVs, the NFL, and they were mad at Colin Kaepernick. Every one of those people, I hope to God they all donated $2 to a veterans fund. I hope they did it. I hope every one of them went to a Wounded Warrior event. I hope every one of them ran a half marathon for something. I hope all of them did it. I'm betting they didn't, but I hope they did. Because while we're watching these nine teams who just don't have a guy who can throw the football, and we're sitting here going, oh, well, this guy shouldn't play. It's, it's a joke. It's irrelevant. And it is irrelevant because of this. So the next point I made, I was talking about Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater destroyed his knee. When on the like on the up of a beautiful career with the Minnesota Vikings, explodes his knee, misses a full season, plays one game the next year. He then signs with New Orleans, sits behind Drew Brees, played three games the first year, played five games this year for a hurt Drew Brees. They go five, they go five and zero. Oh. So New Orleans got him healthy and then brought him along. He's now twenty seven. He's going to sign a starting contract to one of those nine terrible teams next year, and he's going to make himself solid eighty to ninety million dollars for three or four years, and he deserves it. But it proves that you could bring a guy in for a couple of years. You can ha- you can pay him a reasonable amount of money. Listen, if you want to bring about Colin Kaepernick in and try and get a discount, that's reasonable. Yeah, they're going to be like, well, you haven't played in three years. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you nine million for this year. Teddy Bridgewater was on two one year deals in New Orleans, but it's worked out great for him and for them. So it proves that you can do this. But then before we go too far down the line and we go, well, you know what? I just don't want that kind of guy around my team. Well, let's talk about the kind of guys who are around the teams. Let's talk about Michael Vick. Who went to jail? He went to federal prison for dogfighting. He had a hundred million dollars in contracts and endorsements, and he was running a dogfighting ring. Let's like think about everything that that says. Forget about a guy who has it all. Forget about a guy who just doesn't care. Forget about a guy who doesn't get it. Forget about a guy who doesn't care about his community. Forget about a guy who doesn't even have the ability to recognize the opportunities that he has to impact people's lives. Forget about all of that. 
He literally is making dogs fight. Everyone's sharing the post right now. Oh, it's a felony now to be do- to do animal cruelty, and I think that's great. But let's remember, there was a guy who in the NFL was having better, who was having dog fighting rings, rape stands where they kill the dogs, where it's a terrible thing. The whole thing is awful. Welcome back to the NFL with open arms and was amazing for four years, and no one complained. Winning cured it. Let's talk about Tyreek Hill, who's on video threatening his baby mama, or he's on audio recording allegedly threatening his baby mama. And then the kid has already had two CPS cases, one with a broken arm, where Tyreek Hill admitted he did that, and but it was an accident. And then now there's another injury. Everyone investigated, but no one did anything. He's still going to play. He was suspended for the Chiefs coming into the season. They lifted the suspension before the season started. He's missed time to injury, but he didn't miss time for the NFL punishing him. Right. It's it's a culture that you you want to basically like if you're gonna live by it, then then live by it. Yeah. And you have to apply it equally to everyone, or else it doesn't make any sense. It's just you nitpicking. Greg Hardy was released by one team, and I don't remember which team released him. After it was just too much trouble. He just kept beating on girlfriends. It was too much. Multiple domestic violences. The final one, the one where he got released and then he got signed by Dallas Cowboys, and the Cowboys gave him a lot of money for one year. Uh, when the details were released of that, he he was beating her, and then he threw her on top of a pile of automatic assault rifles that he, or automatic ri- or assault rifles that he had on his couch. Throws her on, throws her on top of him. Tells her, "This is the night I kill you." Oh, six months later, he's playing football for the Dallas Cowboys, starting, and he's an integral part of the defense, and he's and he's hailed as a as a big part of the team, and a model citizen. Okay. These are the people we're these are the people we're choosing to have over somebody who had something to say. Right. And it doesn't matter if you agree with them because guess what? You also have to realize that we live in America and you can say those things. These other people did stuff that was illegal. They broke actual rules to society. Actual laws. They DWIs, DUIs, something we unanimously have agreed for, for forty years is a bad thing. They endangered people's lives. Killed people. Killed people. Uh I mean it's just insane. Allegedly Ray Lewis might have been the one who stabbed a guy. You know what he got in trouble for? Obstruction of justice. Still played in the Super Bowl. Still has a ring in the Hall of Fame. Did did us did a uh, what do they call it uh, when someone testifies in front of the church? Did a testimonial as his Hall of Fame speech. A moving moment. Listen, I'm a Ray Lewis fan, but let's be honest. Let's let's call it what it is. Right. More than likely, there is someone. There's someone who's miss. There's a family missing somebody that more than likely had a lot to do with, or at the very least could shine light on. And you know what he, you know what he had? Nothing to say. Nothing to say. That's his right as an American. But we accepted him back with open arms, and we put him back on the football field. Um, like, nothing to it. Right. Nothing to it. There's been drug dealers. There's been, I mean, if you list it, it has happened in the NFL. There was a guy who uh, flipped a car and killed a practice teammate. And he was a player on the team for the Dallas Cowboys, and the other guy was a practice teammate. The mother of the practice teammate embraced him and said, let's forgive him. Jerry Jones had him on the sideline at the next game. Jerry Jones was standing by him early on, and then Jerry Jones went upstairs. A camera caught him standing on the sidelines, and everyone pointed out how bad it was. And by halftime, Dallas PR people had came and got him. But the Cowboys had welcomed him on the field. They didn't have a problem with that. Just this year, a Miami Dolphin got in a drunk driving accident and lost his own arm. Let's talk about how reckless some of these people are. But then you're going to say Colin Kaepernick can't come back because he made a political statement. He said something I disagree with. 
you have to reevaluate what you think is right and wrong. You have to. And and, and if you want to have the conversation where if you want to talk about it, then if, let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. If we want to have the t- the political discussion, which we never want to do, and we don't usually do on a sports show, but sometimes sports and politics do go hand in hand, and the reality is he made a statement that not everybody liked. Fine. Do you know how many times that's happened in history? Do you know how important that is in history? It's Super. sports, so it's kind of almost not important. It is important in the sense that he made a statement that people talked about. He moved the needle. We've talked about that already. But in the sense of grand history... There's very few sports moments that are talked about in that way. There's the black pan. There's the black. There's the black pride movement at the on the, uh, the track on the track uh, for yeah, the Olympics. Olympics. There's a white guy standing next to him making the same movement. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about him. No. Nobody talks about him. But these two guys, they made their statement. I think sometimes when the when the statement makes people uncomfortable, and I think that's the conversation. I haven't heard someone who's really talking about race say that. It, Every white person is racist, or every black person is a victim. I've never heard someone say those big general statements because they're not true. And I think when we have these conversations, people immediately go to that end. If we're talking about racism, I think someone immediately says, well, I'm not racist, don't talk to me about it. But that... That doesn't solve anything. That doesn't solve the problem. And the problem that he knelt about is one that's worth discussing. And if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine, but you can't get mad that he does. Right. It's his it's his right just as any it would be yours to do the same thing. It's his right just as much as it's your right to say I don't want to see him. Right. And maybe the NFL teams are siding with you and maybe that's their right to say we don't want him because we, he said something. But when they're fielding inferior product and you're complaining because your team sucks, right. don't complain to me about the politics of it. Right. Not only are they fielding inferior product, also people who have done worse or you're, you would sign him in a heartbeat. Right. First thing my mom said when she heard that Michael Vick was available is, can we get him? Can we get him? No, I, I don't so, want him. Well, I, well, at the time, and honestly, I I, I said, honestly, I, I, I think he knows where he's going to go. I think he already has something lined up, and it was going to Donovan McNabb took him under his wing. He took Donovan's job a year later. Dang. Dang. Imagine losing your job to someone who literally fought dogs. And imagine losing your job to a guy you fought to get on the team. You got how's what, that for politics? He got what's coming to him. Right, he wanted him on the team. He got him on the team, and then lost his job. So all that said, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back. We're gonna we're gonna pump things back up with some good nerd thug talk. But I just I wanna I just wanted to talk about that because honestly, on this Thanksgiving day, as we talk about what we're thankful for, is everything that's going on. Tomorrow's gonna be Black Friday. It's gonna be ugly again, and we're all gonna we're all gonna be crazy again. As we're around our families, we're watching the football. Think about the statement we make by what we support with our money and think about the statements they make by who they give the money to. And then ask yourself if you're if you're on the right side of that. All right, we got more Nerds Exports coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab 
your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe. we got some more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. We're hanging out here on this gorgeous Thursday. Thanksgiving's going on. you got football coming up here in a little bit. Uh, there's football on right now, too. So football. I mean, football. Football. Um, we're getting close enough to the end here where it's time to start kind of looking at the rankings. Uh, there's a little bit of intrigue going on. There's a little bit of... I don't believe in rankings. They're fake. They're they made by people that just vote. They are, actually. And so, I mean, I can't argue that. <laughs> um, None of my arguments against college football can be refuted because they're all facts. No, well, it's accurate, too. I mean, that's the one thing that I hate admitting is you're right. Uh, so, and some interesting thing happened here. Okay, so the coaches have a poll. The AP has a poll. And then there's just like college football playoff rankings mm-hmm. okay and the college football player i think is from the selection committee um so in the college football playoff rankings ohio state university has jumped lsu even though they're both undefeated of course so now ohio state is one lsu is two clemson is three georgia is four alabama is five so only four teams go to the playoff here's what's relevant we still got a little we got a couple more weeks of football plus uh we got this is rivalry week. Then uh, I believe next week is bowl week. Bowl. I mean conference championship week. Uh-huh. And then there will be bowls over the month. And then there will be bowls. Get your bowls here. There will be bowls. And then after the bowls is in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So uh, this week in Alabama is playing Auburn for the Iron Bowl. Here's what's important: is uh, Georgia and LSU uh, are likely to play as of right now for. The uh, SEC conference. All right, all right. Okay. Good to them. The, F- the SEC title. Here's why it's relevant. My prediction is LSU wins the game. Shocker. When LSU wins, Alabama will then jump back into the top four. Yeah, because... Because they're going to drop Georgia out. Yeah, and then they'll and then Alabama swing them back in. in. Right. There's a chance Alabama moves in if they beat Auburn convincingly anyway. Because Georgia's playing, I believe, A&M. And so it's kind of, that'll be a closer game. Uh, no. I, uh, A&M's pretty okay. I think Georgia, Georgia played, I think Georgia just played A&M. Yeah, they just played them last week. Okay. Never mind. They're playing Georgia Tech this weekend. Oh, rivalry. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes more sense. It does. And then LSU is playing, uh, they're playing A&M this weekend. Oh yeah, it's th- it's this game. Yes, this is a big one. This is the big one for LSU and A and M. My uh, I, my my English professor is uh, they're like I have family going to watch that game and then coming in to eat <laughs> feed food with us for Thanksgiving, <clears throat> and then right. they're flying back out immediately after that. I was like, that's a very intense schedule. That is LSU it, fans are crazy. <laughs> that's how it rolls, man. That is how it happens. Um, so I so with Alabama playing Auburn, Auburn is ranked fifteenth. So if Alabama wins. That puts them 
they'll be playing they'll be playing the best team of Georgia between Georgia and Alabama they'll be Alabama will be playing the better team. So if Alabama wins big and Georgia wins close, there's there's a there's positive. a chance already that Alabama jumps in. Yeah, even if they don't lose. So it's it'll be weird, right? So Alabama will be top four, but LSU and Alabama are on the same side of the SEC conference mm-hmm. of the uh, SEC bracket, so they won't play. So they can't play each other in the championship game. So LSU will still play Georgia, even though Alabama is ranked higher. Makes sense. Then Georgia gets dropped even further. So it's gonna be Al- it's gonna be LSU, Ohio State. Uh, Alabama and Clemson in the top four in some category in some kind of combination of that. Here's where it's annoying that Ohio State has jumped ahead, though. Why? In the AP top twenty-five, they list votes for first place. Okay. Okay. So they have it: LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia. All, All right? right. So they 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 did not flip them. LSU has fifty of the sixty-two first place votes. So overwhelming majority. Not according to the playoff people. Again, fake so, setup. So we then move to the coaches poll, which goes LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia. They also list everyone who gets a first place vote. LSU is 52. <laughs> Even more. Of the 63 votes. Ohio State has seven. Clemson has four. And Ohio State had nine. Clemson had three of the AP top 25. So, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly between the AP and the coaches, LSU is number one. But that's not how that ranking worked. That's not how the college football playoff rankings went. They swapped LSU and Ohio State. So they disagree with eighty percent of college uh, of AP and coaches polled. That's so dumb. Like it doesn't. This is why I hate college sports because like not like getting past all of like player manipulation and all this NCAA garbage. Like you then get to that, and then you're like, <laughs> nine, like literally eighty percent of everyone who's involved in the sport is like, oh yeah, definitely LSU, and then you're like, I like Ohio State. And like, yeah, that was uh, and that's it. That's it. Everyone yeah. else agrees that Ohio State's a clean number two, and they're like. I don't really like it, so I'm just gonna switch them. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no rhyme or reason to it. And right now, the college football playoffs, if you if you look at their ranking, they've got it neatly organized, where the undefeateds are up top, and then all the one loss teams are all bracketed together, as though somehow there's not better two loss teams than some one loss teams and things of that nature. The reality is, some teams are playing nobody, and so when they lose that one game, that's it for the season. It doesn't matter after that. They're not gonna get a whiff of the top. But like Baylor right now is I think twelfth or tenth on the college on on the college football playoff thing and and they're nowhere near that on the other ones and it's because they don't play anybody right now they're not they didn't play anybody all year and so to lose a game means worthless I mean when your schedule is somewhere ranked in the sixties right you you didn't beat everyone in the sixtieth ranked schedule out of one hundred and thirty in the country like right you couldn't beat like. Middle guy for like a bunch of times, right? And you, we're ranking top twenty-five in the country, and you want to be on the list, not dude? Happening. You lost. <laughs> not happening, bro. Not happening. Um, and A and M, who who at one point they, their their ranking was like the strength schedule was like uh, top twenty. And they were like fourteenth in the country for the their difficulty of schedule, but they've got now like four or five losses because of it. They played Clemson, they played Alabama, they played Auburn. Like they've lost. Hard games. They're playing LSU this weekend. 
Right. They it's lost not to Georgia better. last week. It's like, not getting better for them. Right. But at least they're playing like teams, not exactly. Like, not like, hey, bro, you beat up like thirty like Appalachian State. Like, right, I mean, yeah. what are we doing here? What I mean, what are we supposed to be talking we about? We still lost that game. Well, we lost that game because we all did drugs in the, <laughs> in the <laughs> locker room before. Allegedly. We came. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, no, but like they just threw the game, and then yeah. they're like, "Well, you're you're now worthless in your yeah. football rankings." Your strength of schedule was sixty. You needed to go undefeated to even be talked about. Right. And you, had you to go didn't. undefeated, and then and then <laughs> everyone else lose, and then then we can have the guy. Right. You didn't even do that. <laughs> you didn't even do that. The stars had to align, and then you had to be like, ah, dang, we somehow didn't get there. <laughs> and we didn't do that. We didn't do that. So, like, to me, there's just this weird, weird conversation. And I don't – here's what's even weirder. This was this was something I loved watching happen. So I've been covering the SEC for Sports Map, and so every we've been doing, like, weekly roundups. For a little while, Missouri was in the top spot on the other side, where Georgia is now. Mm-hmm. And Missouri was in control of their own destiny. Essentially, they had made it the first. Everyone else above them had lost out, and so as they kept winning, they were in first place in the conf- in, on that division of the conference, so they would have made it to the conference championship. Well, they're in the middle of a one-year uh, postseason ban. <laughs> so, like, if they were in Georgia's spot, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> they couldn't even make it. Couldn't they couldn't play, play the playoff if, it, if they had won. Why are they banned? Uh, I mean, same reason they all get banned. <laughs> Same reason they all get banned. Oh no, they caught us exchanging money. But allegedly, uh, but it is definitely. It's funny to see because Georgia's in Missouri spot. So okay, so when you're when I'm talking about this, just think if if Missouri was still there instead of Georgia, it'd be funny if they just finished top four and then they were like, well, <laughs> well, uh, my freshman year of college, I went to University of Alabama, and I didn't realize when I went that they were in the middle of a postseason ban for some inappropriates, alleged. Booster, alleged, 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 generous booster illegal activity hinted at. Allegedly, allegedly. Uh, but when when we <laughs> when we when we get there, we've got like nine wins or something like that for the year. It, it, we can't do anything about it. Like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter. And it's funny to like they're they're ranking the teams in our in our in our division. And then th- we're at the bottom with a star next to us. <laughs> <laughs> like these guys are pretty good. However, <laughs> ineligible. <laughs> So there's nothing we could do about it. And so it was just kind of really funny um, that there's just nowhere to go for Missouri. But I, they were they were going to control their own destiny. And I think they've lost like four since then. Yeah. But watching they it. They tried. They tried. Watching at that point, I was like, man, I kind of hope they went out. And, and then we have to talk about like the well, the the ranked elephant in the room where they can't do anything with it. Like They're like, well, they finished number four. They can't play, though. So. so then the number five team goes in the playoff, and yeah. everyone complains about it. They're like, well, they didn't even make top four. It's like, well, the other guy couldn't play. What do you right. want from me? Right, but it totally ruins the spirit of the top four teams in, in college football. It's irrelevant. You're not picking the four best teams if one of them can't We're play. not picking the four best teams anyways because one of them's not even the best team that everyone agrees <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And with that, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. 
The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well, and I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe. We got some more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. Hanging out here on this 104.5. Going real fast there. The Sister Station. We're hanging out here. I'm speeding through, man. I know. You're going fast. I'm a hot car, man. Hot told wheels. you, I got, I got 1% on my phone here. I got my notes in front of me. We got to get the ads. When this goes out, we're done. Um, I guess let me tell you guys about Adventure Begins, com- Comics, Games, and more on 1488, because we will lose it after that. Um, tomorrow is Black Friday, so the Black Friday sale is going on. The first three hours of the day, starting at 10 a.m., because they don't open early because they respect the holiday. Starting at 10 a.m., what you're going to do is you're going to get in there, and I think it's uh, 50% off. Pretty good. First three hours of the day. Pretty good. Then after that, it's 25% off for the rest of the day. Get out there, man. Uh, Sunday is Adventurers League, and then most importantly, December 13th. Okay, we were talking about the troops in the very beginning of the show. This is this is something people can do to help support them. The name of the charity is Let's Bring Them Home. Uh, what, Bill's, what Bill of Adventure Begins has agreed to do is he's going to match the donation from the store. He's already fronted $1,000, so we need to first earn 1000 because he's, he's already matched. He's already put that in. He's got hopes, expectations, but he's willing to match even more. So what we're going to do is all the proceeds from the Nerd Thug Takeover, December 13th. We're going to get out there starting at 6 p.m. on Friday, December 13th at Adventure Begins. We're going to take the store over. All the proceeds from that point on are going to go to Let's Bring Them Home. And that's going to bring home uniformed soldiers and listed people. I believe it's rank four and below. So these are the these are the guys. These are the people who are going out there and doing the thing for us. So you want to talk about it? Now it's time to be about it. Everybody who had an opinion, everybody who had something to say, everyone's entitled to do it. But now let's all go out here on December 13th. The adventure begins at 6 p.m., the Nerd Thug Takeover. All proceeds are going to Let's Bring Them Home. So let's do that. Let's, let's bring them home for the holidays. All right. All that being said, let's talk balls and hoops. Basketball, baby. Basketball. Still waiting on Space Jam 2. Uh, actually, they filmed it last summer. I know. It's, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Uh, Space Jam 3. Real quick, first of all, shout out and congratulations to Stephen F. Alston. Biggest win in the history of their program. Oh, yeah. They beat number one in the country, Duke. Got him. Um, uh, everyone was talking about it yesterday, but we're on today, so we're going to talk about it right now. We're real brief. If you saw the play, it's super awesome. It's very summary. heads up. In summary. Got him. <laughs> In some in summation, whoa! Uh, the coolest thing about it, the thing that I was telling Nico about this play, is just the heads up nature of it. Because they're tied at eighty three apiece. When he breaks loose with the ball, it's an ultimate opportunity. If they foul him at all, he gets free throws for the win, and they know that. And Duke doesn't foul to their credit, but it's open lane to the basket, and all it is is between him and the clock. And he knows that, and they don't have to take the timeout. They have the luxury of the time. Because there's, I think by the time he he breaks to the half court, there's like two ish, two point three, two point eight. It's it's perfectly executed basketball. 
Because as he lays the ball up, as the ball clears his hand, there's like point three on the clock. It's real nice. It's it's perfect. It's perfect because the buzzer clears before the ball clears the hoop. The game's over. There's nothing to talk about. We're yeah. done. 85-83. case closed. Like, yeah. Done. We out. Go back to your locker room. Wash off the loss. Don't talk to me because I'm about it. It's over. 85-83. It's one of those perfect moments. It's like that Nick Young gift, but the ball goes in instead of bounces out. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's I'm sorry, Swaggy P. I'm sorry, Swaggy P. Uh, but it's just this, it was a it was well done basketball. So I want to give full credit to that. When you watch the play, recognize the situation and see, like this is exactly the right thing to do. There, go for the win, force them to make a mistake. They choose not to foul, which is correct, but then they also can't stop you. Right, you're like foul me. I dare you. Right. Oh wait, you didn't. Basket. Ball. In so, the game. So congratulations, Stephen of Austin. That's awesome. SFA. Uh, easy, uh, biggest one in the program. Most national attention they've ever received. Well-deserved. Take the moment. It was cool. For, it's everything to be in that moment because it's overtime, first of all. It's 83-83 overtime against the number one team in the country. So you're talking I mean, just like this is a sports movie. Yeah. No, it really is. Now, Unfortunately, there's so much season to play in March Madness. This is so far away. Like, Oh, yeah. No, like. It's completely irrelevant to the talk of every, like, to the. This, t- like, this isn't like. Finals of March Madness against the number one. Team yeah, in, yeah. Like it's all the other things minus like the big impact, minus like, the pressure. Right. But it's still a huge win, and you oh, should yeah. and it should be celebrated. So I did want to start by talking about that. Um. So the Clippers, remember they got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They just added them to what was already a playoff team. Yeah. So obviously they're going to be the best team in the West. Can you name the top three teams in the West? Uh, I feel like what we're one of them. We are not. We are four. We are four. We're four. Okay. That was a surprising one. Uh, So, I don't really know. I don't know, actually. Okay. Lakers are one. They're 16 and two. Denver is 13 and three. The Clippers are 14 and five. And we are 12 and six. So, we're only one loss behind the Clippers. Dallas is surprisingly 11 and six. I say surprisingly. I said that they were going to be good this year. But I think a lot of people are a little surprised they're right there in the middle. I don't know how long they'll stay there. It all depends on health for those guys. Yeah. Um... The most surprising, or I guess uh, disappointing, I suppose. People were talking like New Orleans put together a competitive team out of that trade. Mm-hmm. They they did not, but everyone was saying they did. They're six and twelve. Uh, they tried. Yeah, I mean they're like, again. Season's not over. There's a million games. Yeah, played, there's still there's a lot of like they can pull ahead and have an okay record by the end, but they're definitely not going anywhere. No, yeah, they're out of uh, an eighty-two game season. We're eighteen in, so we're basically twenty-five percent of the way through the season, and they are time 12th, flies so fast. They are twelfth in the West. San Antonio is surprisingly six and thirteen. Yikes! They are thirteenth in the West, and Golden State is. Uh, is this fifteen? Is that was that where that is? Twelve, thirteen, fifteenth. They are last place in the West. They're four and fifteen. Who would have thought? Well, I mean, Steph Curry's out now. Well, I know, I know, but like, this it, is a moment like that seemed impossible like two years ago. For sure, for sure. If someone told you and like, if someone tw- just said Kevin Durant is leaving. No, if someone told you in 2017 that in two years the the Golden State Warriors will we'll be, be the four last, and fifteen, will be the last place team in the West, and getting crushed by opponents, right? Nah, I, I, I no, no, they would be like, "Are there's you insane?" Are and you there's no drugs? odds I would take for that bet either. No, like you yeah. couldn't. You'd have to give me crazy numbers on that bet. And here we are in this war. <laughs> uh, for anyone who thought the Knicks were going to be a better team or even try four and fourteen, so Good job. last place in the East, fifteenth in the East. So everyone's wrong. Good job. Um, so everyone's wrong. Nice. <laughs> um, 
Milwaukee, 15-3. Giannis Antetokounmpo, this is his year, the Greek freak. Uh, Boston is 13-4. and four. They're they're looking a lot better without Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving leading the Brooklyn Nets to a 9-9, seventh place in the East. Cool, right in the middle, 50-50. Uh, Toronto without Kawhi Leonard, still not looking bad, 13-4. and four. Miami, a surprising 12-5. Miami is the one who has surprised people, 12-5. and five. Jimmy Butler said, I want to go to Miami, and right now he's looking pretty smart. They're, Bringing the heat. They're a four seed in the East. Philly is 12-6. and six. They're a five seed in the East. Philly is a disappointment there. They're probably the most talented roster, and they're, they're, this was supposed to be their year. It's supposed to be them and the Greek Freak in the finals. They're fifth. Uh, Indianapolis is 11-6. and six. Brooklyn's 9-9. Nine nine. Orlando 7-10. and 10. Disappointingly, 7-10 and 10 is the eighth seed in the East. The East is back to being... Just trash. Yeah. Three games under 500, still going to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> not a lot of incentive like, to care. Uh, Detroit, Charlotte, like Washington, that's the thing you're Chicago, supposed to go. You're supposed Cleveland. to go to the East, win the spot, play in the finals. Right. Yeah. Like that's like, that's supposed to be the goal here. Yeah. No. No. Just be bad, but still make the playoffs. The thing that should be frustrating about that is you're trying to be bad, but you're not bad enough to not make the playoffs, so you don't get the lottery pick. Right. Like you don't get the you don't get the free like it's hard to be bad in the East. Like, yeah, it really is. It is at this point. They're like, they're like, ah, oh God, are we have like we're, we're like we're like three and seventeen, and we're still we're still like number six. If you own a team in the East, you are better off t- trading and trying to just build on the fly than to actually losing process it because everyone in the East is garbage. You're only going to be playing terrible teams. Just you're do- going to accidentally win more than you want it to. You're gonna you you're gonna do that, and what you're gonna do is you're gonna try for one year. Team doesn't work, you blow it up, and then you try later. Just keep making the trades because the NBA, there's no penalty for it. Just oh, keep true. doing these just, trades. Just and keep just, doing it. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Just, just Tetris your way through your deals, and you should be fine. Listen, because of the three and four team trades that, that people are having to do for some of these transactions now, you, someone's so going to be willing to work with you. Well, you don't, yeah, because you don't need the assets anymore to move it because someone else is going to get in because they want to dump a guy or take on a guy. It's, there's always going to be a way to do it, and you're never going to get stuck on it. Because someone else will be betting on it. The contracts are short enough to where you can just ride it out. Right. So honestly, in the East, you're better off just trading for three guys who might make who might. If there are three mid-level guys on in, in the West who are trying to get out, you trade for all three in one day and you just ride. You, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Because you, there's no point in trying you're, to you're lose. Gonna get, you're going to get one of those years where you're going to be like this champion, this champion, this champion. Randomly, this guy. And yeah. Then, and that's fine. Do, do what, it. What, the, what does the, it matter? The Pistons, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was the, back and forth between the Lakers and the Spurs for like a decade, and then right in the middle is the Detroit Pistons for one year. <laughs> yeah. And, and they like, beat and they beat the most stacked Lakers team in like 15 years. Right. Like, be those guys. Yeah, be that team. And that's exactly what that team was, is by the way, because they traded middle of the year uh, for Rasheed Wallace, and that was the final. That was the piece. That, that was, was the thing that put them over the top, because their top six at that point was – it was Chauncey Billups, uh, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, uh, Tayshawn Prince. Uh, two Wallaces on that team? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben Wallace was the center, and he's like 6'8". His afro made him 6'11". That's not a joke. That is genuine. Uh, he was a little dude when he stacked up against the centers. It was funny. And then, uh, is it? Uh, there's, I'm forgetting. One. Oh, uh, Rip Hamilton. Uh, who had to wear the mask because he broke his face like three times early in his career in the NBA. Nice. So this year where they're winning, they like they kept focusing on dumb stuff for them because the the Pistons just played <laughs> they played 
insanely competitive defense and like okay offense and but like structure very structured offense and a lot of the offense was Rip Hamilton running off of like four screens through the so like Ben Wallace sets a pick uh, to, uh, Prince sets a pick. Chauncey Billups is dribbling at the top of the key, waiting for Rip Hamilton to finally just flow free somewhere. And he's just waiting, pick after pick after pick after pick after pick after pick. And somebody is trying to chase Rip Hamilton around the half court. And finally, he's wide open because everyone's out of bodies at this point. Everyone's been shouldered back two feet. And so then Chauncey Billups, you know, gives him the ball, and it's like a, a good open three. But the, Rip Hamilton was like, he looked like he was 6'9 and 50 pounds. <laughs> like, he was just all bone. Uh, but he but he wore the mask, and they always do these stupid things like, he's he's a cold-blooded killer. He's got ice. So, like, they did, like, horror movie masks and stuff. But he had to wear the mask because, like, he broke his face, like, three times early in his career. And, they were, and basically the trainers at that point were like, you should probably just keep wearing the mask, man. So he got so used to it. Face doesn't fall apart. Well, it's just so you stop getting broken. Right. And he was like, yeah, you know, playing is better than not playing. Uh, but they just played incredibly aggressive defense. Ben Wallace was fighting Shaquille O'Neal for rebounds and blocks, and and, and Shaquille O'Neal's like nine feet tall. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal with his arms up can essentially touch the rim. That just gives you an idea of the effort Ben Wallace was putting into every single possession. Uh, and Ben Wallace would want to like he was known for his defense for like four years there. He's also the guy though who starts the malice in the palace. I believe the year before. He's the guy who starts the fight with Ron Artest that causes a riot. Nice. But it's that intensity that he brings with him. Uh, that, like, that's how sports cuts both ways, right? Like right. He fight, he's, he's, a, he's too intense because he fights, but then he's so intense that he can out-rebound Shaquille O'Neal. Right. So it's like somehow it's an insult and a compliment. Um, right. You're like, this guy's intense. Like, he starts fights. Right. He also can fight Shaquille O'Neal. Right. And then everyone's like, what? What? And he wasn't afraid of Shaquille O'Neal. And there were, Shaquille O'Neal tried to be tough with him in those, in those like early in those playoffs. And then he just wasn't having he, it. He wasn't. He wasn't. Also, he was, a, he, was a, he was a big dude. He had, sh- he had probably the scariest shoulders of anyone in the NBA. Like, like just bodybuilder type physique shoulders and arms and then he would wear these armbands between like like where the bicep is uh-huh. so like he looked even bigger like he just he's just intimidating he was and he was just strong just a strong dude uh but defense especially like, in that like, position like that's the team like those are the teams you're trying to build like that's what yeah, you want to yeah, do yeah if you're in the east that's exactly what you want to do thank you for putting that back on track cuz i could i could have gone on I, ben Wallace was it was impressive what he did for a little bit i love and this Rashid, i just lo- i love the story anyways i i always bring it up like yeah. secretly cuz i'm like oh is he going to tell the story about the pistons game and, my and Rashid Wallace is known for technicals and portland got rid of him cuz they were just so tired of the drama and Larry Brown is a coach known for drama. So when the trade happened, everybody was like, Larry Brown's only on teams for two or three years at a time because he's so dramatic and he ruins stuff. And Rasheed Wallace just ruins everything. And this team's playing pretty good ball right now. This might be a huge mistake. And Larry Brown and Rasheed Wallace and the Pistons were like, we Easy. good. We good. We got this. Now, they fell apart about three or four years after that, but they won a final, and then they went back to the Eastern Conference Finals the next year. Um. So build a team like that you don't think is going to work, and it does, and it's yeah, going to be awesome. But just keep gambling. If you're in the East, just keep gambling. And if you're in the West, you can't tank because the East is so bad, you're never going to get under them. Although if you're the worst team in the West, you're going to take a lot of L's. 
Oh yeah, you're gonna take a Look, lot of looking notes. at you, Golden State RIP three, three and fifteen. What are they supposed to do about that? They don't. So all that being said, I I think that the I think that there's room, there's an opportunity there for the, for. If I'm in the if I'm in the West, I could go process on it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I, which I think Oklahoma City's gonna do. Right now they're in the middle of the pack in the West, but if you remember, they picked up so many draft picks, but they all start like next year. Yeah, they're 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 getting their they're getting their bases loaded up for. For next year, uh, well, they're getting their bait. They're for their picks for next yeah. year. they're loading for like a f- like four years from now to be one of the best teams in the West. Oh yeah, no, it's like it, you have to play the long game. Though. Like you can do that in the West. You do that in the West. You have you to do that in the West. You can't do that in the. You can't just in the East. You're just like I just want you. You well in the you. East, everyone's playing the long game. No one wants it. So if everyone's playing the long game, you have to play the short game to get anywhere because there's. No, Everyone's no, trying to lose. You can't lose in the East. It's, it's impossible. The losses are becoming more valuable than the wins in the East. Doesn't make any sense, but it's fine. It's it's disturbing. We'll figure it out. When eighth place is three games under five hundred, what do you I mean? What are you supposed <laughs> to do with that? Yeah, like because they're not trying to win comparable, basketball. Comparable. Orlando is not trying to play playoff basketball right now. No, no, they are, but not on purpose. <laughs> not on purpose. Not on purpose. So it's just kind of interesting. But yeah, if I was in the East, I would. You have to gamble because you're not gamble gonna, the whole because you're not going to make it. You're not going to consistently be at the bottom of the East three years in a row. It's not going to happen. No, because everyone's losing. Everyone's trying. Unless to lose. you literally have no players. Right. Just sign everyone but, uh, away. No, no, no. Because d- d- Orlando doesn't have a lot of good talent. Oh, that's true. Never mind. None of my problems. Yeah. Just gamble. You you have to. So just make trades. Some somehow you'll put together a team that you like. No one's gonna expect. The Knicks signed like eight guys this offseason because they had all that money for three guys who didn't who, who didn't even call them. <laughs> I think it's funny. They're like, we got all this money. We're ready, and then no one. Like, no one answered the phone. Like, Can you imagine being the Knicks waiting for the phone to ring on free agency day one, 1201? Here we go. Nothing. Crickets. <laughs> Somebody peeks their head into your office at 1203 and is like, hey, did IT say the phones were down or something? Like, uh, it hasn't rang yet. And you're like, no, that's a good point. Let me, let me, let me get some guys on the phone. Like twelve ten, you got like AT and T there. Like, no, the lines are clear, sir. I don't know why you. Uh, you literally called me on your phone. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, everything's working great here on our end. I don't know what the problem is, and you're like, well, we're the Knicks. I think I'm figuring it out. And then like it starts breaking at twelve at twelve fifteen. But oh. like the, everyone you've planned and like had like in your little list is like they're signed here, they're signed here, they're signed here, and they're like. Ow, I, I, oh I, no! I guess the phones were perfectly. It's us that's the problem. That doesn't make any sense. Well, we've we've, we've got ninety million dollars. <laughs> right. We'll take one of everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what we'll get two of him and one of those and three of those and then we'll just and we'll, there we go. We'll see what happens. No, oh, last place. They spent ninety million dollars to be last place in the East. They're nailing it. The Knicks is the best run organization in basketball. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> The best part about it is just the idea that they're sitting there watching the bottom line scroll past <laughs> Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and like <laughs> they're all just going to the, DeAndre Jordan. They're all going to the net across the street, and you're like, oh, "Our phones must be broken." <laughs> no, it's just no, no one's like, no one likes you. No one's seen you win in twenty years. No one even knew you were asking for anybody. <laughs> like they're like, "Would you have considered the? Would you have considered the Knicks?" What? Kevin Durant flat out said, "No, nah, man, people players from my generation don't consider the Knicks cool. They weren't really on the on his radar." 
I don't think they're cool enough. So they were just like, I guess they're just going to scoop everybody else up. So all those mid-level guys who watch everyone else get $180 million contracts, they were like, can I get like 60 mil to, to, to be a Nick? Oh, I'll take that. I will take that. Because the other offer he's looking at is like 32 to be a spur. And they're like, well, that's not, that's a way harder time. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be the ninth guy on the spur rotation, or I'm going to start for the Knicks and get double the money. All right. Let's do it. Uh, it's it's just crazy, man. It just well, is. It's, it's just, so funny. It's just poor Knicks. All right, we're going to jump out here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate everybody giving us their wonderful Thursday. Enjoy the family. Enjoy the football. Have a great day. Tomorrow's Black Friday. Stay indoors. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Unless you're going to Adventure Begins, then do it. Then do it. Then do it big. Drop that money. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, on behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio.